some holy bread. So grab your coffee and your Bible. Wednesday. What day of the week is it? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, and this year is about gone, and we are and, and this is Daybreak Live. All right. Somehow, sometimes, you know, like this morning, everybody's just getting right here behind the table at 7 o'clock. So. We get a little discombobulated. A little discombobulated. We're going to sing. What did I say? I saw the light. I saw the light. Hallelujah. 
Well, everybody should have found us by now that wants to be on here, right? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Amanda, it's good to see you, Doc. One of your favorite songs. Yes, praise the Lord. So, some of you have been asking where Josh is. Josh and his family went up north to Illinois for Christmas. And then... Uh, they had some vehicle trouble and didn't get back. I think they came in late last late last night because I see their vehicles down there this morning. But Josh didn't come up for daybreak, so I imagine he is still sleeping. So, okay. praise the Lord. It's still cold, but it's a lot warmer. It's like 30 degrees here, which is like a heat wave now. <laughs> Almost. It's not a heat wave, but you know what I mean. Uh when you do what I do for a living, which is, I'm kind of like, I guess I'm just a handyman, really. I guess that's really all it is. I just, I fix stuff for people, and my goodness, at the broken pipes that's going on everywhere. Uh, you are a restorer. I'm a restorer, yeah. And so, so yeah, a lot of people, because in Tennessee, uh, we're used to 30 degree, we're used to 20 degree. That's about as low as it usually goes. It may dip in the 17 to 18, but this below zero stuff, most people's places are not ready for it because we just don't see that. Matter of fact, I, I can't remember the last time it got below zero in Tennessee. So a lot of stuff to be fixing this week. A lot of people having troubles. This weekend, Saturday, anybody around here that would like to come out to the upper room, the upper room, we are going to bring in the New Year's in several different ways. <laughs> but, well, for those those of us, a lot of us like to get together and shoot guns. And, and Brother Pat has a little gun range over there. So if you want to come out and shoot, we'll start that around 4. Church service, though, is going to start at 5 o'clock. And uh, we'll have meal after church. And then I think we're going to watch the... We get the new episode of Chosen early, so we're going to watch that. And then we'll play games and bring in the new year, just fellowshipping together and praying together and singing together. There'll be a whole lot of together. Yeah. So come on out. That's the upper room. If you need directions, shoot me a text, and I'll shoot you directions. All right. Let's dive into the scriptures. We are in Revelation 19. Revelation 19, and we have gotten to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Today we'll be starting with verse 9, and uh, but let's read from 6 again. Start with 6 and cover it. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia. For the Lord God omnipotent, omnipotent reigneth, uh, omnipotent. It means all-powerful is what that means, by the way, in case anybody's wondering. It says, let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come. His wife has made herself ready. To her was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints, or righteous acts of the saints. All right, now listen. Praise the Lord. Pay attention to that because as we read, it's going to be cool. Then he said to me, Right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And 
he said to me, these are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. For I am your fellow servant of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire. On his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. His name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. And now out of his mouth goes a sharp two-edged sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with the rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. He has on his robe and on his thigh name written, King of Kings, and Lord of Lords. Now, with mistakes I may have made, that is reading through verse 16. King of Kings and Lord of Lords doesn't really have the punch that it would have had for these guys and throughout much of history with us in America. Because in America, we don't have kings. You know, the king of our land is a document called the Constitution. We don't actually have kings. We don't have lords. We don't call people lord now. Oh, yes, supposed to be the king of this land. Yeah. Just in case one of y'all was thinking yeah, I think that. there's been a king. <laughs> so, but we don't have kings and queens, and we don't have lords. So so it loses a little bit of its feeling. And, and you know, so a monarch, a monarch is the actual true uh, government structure that God is going to set up. The point is, it's only going to work when the king of kings is sitting on the throne. And then he's got kings ruling under him. So let's back back up to verse 9 and begin our study with this. It says the marriage supper of the Lamb. In verse 9 it says, blessed are they, those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now I thought we would go back and look at a parable. God as the bridegroom is all over scripture. And I didn't know what to pick out to kind of think about God being the bridegroom. But I thought, well, Jesus told a lot of parables about this. And so I thought we could look at the parable of the wedding feast since that's what we are talking about. And we find that in Matthew chapter 22. In Matthew chapter 22, Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is likened to a king, a certain king, who arranged a marriage for his son, sent out his servants to those who were invited for the wedding, and they, but those who were invited were not willing to come. He sent out other servants saying, come. And he goes on, without reading the entire thing, the ones bidden to the wedding didn't want to come. Now, this is a parable, basically, saying God is sending the son, he's making a wedding for his son, but Israel, at the time that Jesus is writing, is rejecting him. But he's going to go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in to the feast. That is where 
it's the same teaching, whosoever will. The gospel goes out to whosoever, for God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So this call to come to God goes out first to Israel, the first church were all Jews. So yes, a remnant of Israel believed, but as a nation, Israel rejects. The political leaders rejects the Messiah. So the call goes out to the world. And I would just encourage you to read, you know, 22, uh, 1 through verse 14. And he ends up with saying, many are called, but few are chosen. And so he, he says, I want this wedding to be furnished. I want people to be at this wedding feast. And so God calls out and he goes out to every tongue, every tribe, every nation. Well, this is really what we're talking about. This is the, the parable is what we're reading the fulfillment of it in Revelation 19. We come now to the time period, uh, the, the triumphal in, entry, if you will. And so as we get to 19, now the war is going to happen. The Lord is returning. And the time of the bridegroom, and now by this time, remember the seventh trumpet is when we're told at the last trumpet, uh, that's when the dead will be raised, okay? Those who are alive will be changed, 1 Corinthians 15, okay? At the trumpet sound, the last trumpet sound, the scriptures teach us that the bride of Christ will be called up and meet the Lord in the air. As we have discussed this here on Daybreak many times, I believe the Lord will circle, he will circle the globe. He will come and circle the globe, gathering from the four winds, Jesus says in Matthew 24, he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four corners of the earth, the four winds. So God is going to go, he's going around the entire globe, he's going to get his people and we're entering with him. Okay? We get to go and partake in the marriage supper of the Lamb. And, and going back to Revelation 9, 19, 9, blessed are they that are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Blessed are they. Okay? Happy are you if you're called to this marriage supper. Praise the Lord. Now, people debate on how long the marriage supper will last. The Bible doesn't really tell us. People try to get what they think from the marriage supper from traditions that were in that those times. But I don't know of anywhere where the scriptures actually tell us how long the marriage supper is going to be. And so I won't touch that. I mean, like some commentators say, it could be a thousand years. Who knows? We don't know. But we know there's the marriage supper. And we know this is the consummation. And we know that at this time, now his people are with him. Remember, the seventh trumpet is when the rewards are given to his saints. So the fine linen, clean and white, is given to everyone at the seventh trumpet. The Lord's catching up his people. It's the last trump. Now his people are with him. He's went around the world and gathered his army. Hello? Now we're going to be with the Lord forever. Now this was so majestic. We come to verse 10. This is so majestic that John, now we're talking about John the apostle. John knows that you don't worship angels. But this was so majestic that John 
loses himself in a minute, for a moment, I guess. He, he falls down to worship. And this angel, or whoever it was, says, no, 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 do not worship me, right? I'm just a messenger. I'm of your brethren. I, I have, the, you know, the testimony of Jesus. Don't worship me. We don't worship angels. Hallelujah. We worship Jesus, Yeshua. That's our king. That's who we worship. But caught up in this vision, this, this thing, this vision was so majestic that John just falls. Look, verse 10, and I fell. John is saying, I fell at his feet to worship him, the one giving him the message. He was so caught up. But he said, uh-uh, don't do that. Don't worship me. And then we come to this part. He says, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And here's what, here's what I jotted down on my piece of paper. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus. He's the creator. The creator. It's all about Jesus. The spirit. The, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. All prophesying, all prophecy, all revelation is a revelation so that we might, it's, revelation comes to us so that we see our state and our need for him, that we will turn to him. Revelation comes that we might understand that he is coming to take over. It's all about Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. Uh, I did jot down a place here. Colossians 1.16 says, Speaking of Jesus, it says, For he, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven and on earth, visible and in, in, invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. That means all angels bow to him. Everything, and at this time that we are reading is the time coming when every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. So we're living in a time right now where it's voluntary. We're living in the time, there's two different sets of scriptures. One says every knee should bow, every tongue should confess. That's the time we're living in. But whether you do or whether you don't, when this time happens, you will. Not only you, but every demon will and every angelic principality will because it's all been created through him and for him, even if it's not serving him at this moment or in rebellion to him at this moment. And much of, much of the world is in rebellion. I just I just was shocked this morning when I listened to, you know, one of one of my favorite teachers, one of one of those teachers that I think is really awesome is a man named John Popper. And I just found out this morning, I didn't even know this, that John Popper's son was really coming out strong against Christianity and mocking the Bible and uh just listening to the things that he said, I think his name is Abraham Popper, and, and it was just, you know, he's a preacher's son. It just broke my heart 
for him to be raised reading the Bible and then to be so disrespectful and dishonoring of it and, and talking about it in such a, it, I mean, it literally broke my heart. But here's the reality. The reality is there's people who love God and people who don't. And you get to choose him or don't choose him, right? And because I choose him doesn't mean my children will. Because, you you know, you can serve God all your life, but your children, they don't get into heaven because of you. Amen? Amen. They have to choose the Lord. They have to choose the Lord, right? And that's that's just how it is. And so, you know, just mankind, some rebel, some follow, some obey, some don't. But I pray for my children, you know. It really bothered me just reading of a man of God and his son being so, I mean, he's excommunicated from the church. They've had to excommunicate him. But that's just breaking my heart. What time is it? It's 21. Okay. So the next thing, 11 through 16, I guess we'll talk about this more tomorrow. But 11 through 16 is the triumphal entry. So I would encourage you to prepare for tomorrow. Maybe you could read different scriptures on the triumphal entry. I mean, this takeover really is talked about everywhere, isn't it, Brother Charles? Mm -hmm. You're talking about Joel chapter 3, 2 and 3, uh, Zechariah chapter 12 through 14. Uh, the Zephaniah, I kind of, like I, I put down Zephaniah 3, 8, but as I was thinking more about the book of Zephaniah, I think the whole book really is talking about the day of the Lord and the return of the Lord, really. It's kind of the, that entire book, you know, First Thessalonians. Uh, but you remember Jesus says, uh, well, he says, listen, if somebody says to you, and, and this is, and we will say this and we'll leave off today, talk about it tomorrow. Jesus said, if somebody says that that Messiah is in secret, okay, for instance, there's this guy over in Russia right now who says he's Jesus Christ. He's got long hair and a beard. There's a community that all think that he is Jesus. They all live in this community over there, and he claims to be Jesus Christ, and he comes down off the mountain and talks to the people ever so often, and they're just waiting for him to speak to, him, to them. That's not Jesus, okay? And Jesus says in, in uh, Matthew 22, no, Matthew 24, I did not mark it. I was not planning on going there, but I want to now that I said that. Matthew, he says, so if they say, Loie is here, Loie is there, don't believe it. So I'm, I'm going to read Matthew 24, starting with verse 26. Oh, let's start with 23. If anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, there, Jesus said, don't believe it. For false Christ and false prophets will rise and deceive Matter of fact, Jesus says, we'll show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the very elect. It's one thing somebody claims to be Jesus. It's another thing if they're claiming to be Jesus and they're performing miracles. Where are you, Matthew? What? I'm in Matthew chapter 24, and I started with verse 23. Verse 25, <laughs> Jesus says, see, I have told you beforehand. So Jesus is saying, I'm telling you this. So you will know how I'm going to return so you will not be taken 
taken aside and fall away at the deception because this deception is going to be bad. So right now, the, the people all different places of the world that's claiming to be the Jesus, they're not performing signs and miracles as far as I know. I've not heard of that. But it's coming. Jesus says it's coming. False Christ are going to be showing miracles. Okay, now look. Verse 26, therefore, if they say to you, look, he's in the desert, don't go out. Or look, he's in the inner rooms. Don't believe it. Look, he's in Russia. Don't believe it. Look, he's in Jerusalem. Right now, he's in Jerusalem. Somebody sent me something about some rabbi they're calling the Messiah, and they're saying he's performed miracles. I don't know anything about it, but I'm telling you he's not the Messiah. Amen. Why? Because Jesus, the Jesus that came to me and that saved me and that I know is real and that rose on the third day, he said in verse 27, as the lightning comes from the east, flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcasses is, the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Here's the thing. We're all going to know when the Lord returns. Yeah. He's, it's not going to be secret. Nobody's got to tell you about it or whisper to you. Everybody's going to know. And that's what we're going to read about tomorrow. Well, we read about it today, but we're going to walk through the verses. Everybody's going to know because he's coming to destroy the armies of the Antichrist and to take the Antichrist and the false prophet and throw them in the lake of fire and then lock up Satan in the bottomless pit. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 God, that, that's a shout of praise. Okay. Uh, I think I was supposed to do that there at the end because I felt it just hit me. So praise the Lord. Thank you for being here this morning. And uh, let's say the Lord's Prayer and we'll jump off here. Did you have anything you want to say? Mom? All right. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Remember, Jesus says, I've told you this so that you will know. Don't be deceived. All right, see you tomorrow. We'll talk more about it. Bye.